Do you know what time it is? It's time for the Workforce Show, where you will learn the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies for managing a career on WERA 96.7 FM. Jennifer Taylor, Vice President of U.S. Jobs at the Consumer Technology Association, the U.S. Trade Association based in Arlington, Virginia, which represents more than 2,000 consumer tech companies nationwide and owns and produces CES, the world's largest, most influential tech event. I'm delighted to be a host on WERA's The Workforce Show, covering the ever-inspiring and engaging topic of the future of work. Today, we are speaking with Phone to Action, a valued CTA member company located right here in the Roslyn area of Arlington, Virginia. Phone to Action is the world's leading tech company that empowers millions of people who are advocating for change to connect with elected officials. Many people, unfortunately, don't know who their elected officials are or how to contact them. So Phone to Action built a mobile solution that enables people to speak up on topics and issues that are really important to them in order to drive change. This is such a fantastic idea to help connect citizens with their elected officials in a digital and modern way. And today we're going to talk with some folks at Phone to Action to learn more about what they do, the type of skilled workers they need, and how they're using a fellowship program to find skilled talent in this really tight labor market that our country is facing. In the studio today, we have Andy Stanley, the Vice President of Product, and Walia Johnson, a Senior Civic Tech Fellow who leads Phone to Action's fellowship program. Welcome, Andy, and welcome, Walia. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. So, gosh, I'm so excited to uh, speak with you guys and and let the community of uh, Northern Virginia, Arlington, hear about Phone to Action. So, Andy, tell us a little bit about Phone to Action and what your company does. What's your mission? Uh, We're a software company located in Arlington, Virginia, and uh, we provide grassroots advocacy software. And so our software allows our our customers to reach out to their grassroots base and help uh, individuals connect with their legislators on important issues. Um, A lot of people don't know how to reach their... Congress. No, not at all. It's it's, it's harder than you think it is. And and so we really help people connect and make it easy for them to do. And so we're mobile focused, mobile first. And then we also make sure that the organizations that are driving these initiatives also educate the public on the issues uh, as well. You guys have created a mobile solution. I have to guess that you need a lot of software engineers and and, uh, IT related workers to build your platform and, and keep it updated and and current to meet uh, the user needs. What kind of skilled workers does Phone to Action need? So we hire skilled workers across the gambit, that run the gambit. Um, so yes, we're always looking for software engineers. And so if anyone knows anyone who <laughs> wants to work for Phone to Action, please contact us immediately. Engineers are absolutely an important part of our hiring, but we also hire into other teams. Product team has product managers and UX and visual designers. Um, the operations team has uh, operations specialists who know how to run our events and also um, help keep the company running on time. Customer Customer success is hugely important to our product, 
and to our customers, of course, and making sure that um, we're in contact with them and they understand how to use the software and we're finding the best solutions for them. And then, of course, we have sales as well. And all of these have uh, different elements of technical competence. And and we're always looking to hire in each of those areas. Mm -hmm. And some of those roles require some creative skills as well, like people who are designers or UX um, involved in UX experience. So um, so it's not just the software yeah, absolutely. And so the um, the user experience and visual design team who actually works on the actual flow and, and of our software product and the way that a customer will use the product and runs tests with them, as well as then making, making it look really nice and actually making it look visually appealing. Um, that's a really important part of our mm-hmm. team. It sure is. What's the labor market been like in Northern Virginia? Is it hard? Is it challenging to find skilled talent? It is definitely competitive. Hmm. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And so the market's competitive. And so we have a great employee base. We have great retention of employees. And we have and and recruiting is always uh, something we're always doing. And and it's always ongoing. Um, We're a growth company right now. Mm -hmm. And so we're always looking to add positions and to add to our teams. And so we're really adding capacity. And so the market is a very tough market looking Mm -hmm. out there. It's very competitive. Um, There's a lot of really bright people of all different ages who, who come and apply to phone auction. And we're always looking for for the right candidates and the right people to bring in. Wow. Okay. That's great. And I'm sure and we're going to talk about some of your recruitment strategies that you use and some of them that are kind of out of the box and uh, creative and kind of untapped approaches that you have used to recruit your talent. I'd like to just share with everyone that the Consumer Technology Association conducts uh, future of work surveys every year. And what we have found is that tech companies tend to recruit their talent in three main ways. One is through employee referrals. Those are extremely valuable. 73% of tech executives said they recruit their um, staff through employee referrals. 67% through online job portals like Indeed, ZipRecruiter, and 62% with social media advertising and social media like LinkedIn. What we found was surprising is, you know, only 30% recruit from universities and 20% to vocational schools and 20% from let's say, community colleges, where we find this surprising because those local universities, high schools, vocational schools, community colleges are just so rich in in uh, guild talent, and uh, a lot of companies aren't tapping into them. But Phone to Action is through your fellowship program. So how does Phone to Action recruit its talent and fill its pipeline? In terms of... Uh our different recruitment paths. And so we go through the different channels you outlined there. Um, so we have our online recruitment. Of course, ad-driven recruitment is important as well. Re- employee referrals are always the greatest source. And if you can find employee referral, you all, you kind of pass that first background check immediately and you find That's somebody true. who's kind of been uh, selected with that might, that would be a good cultural fit as well. Um, and a good, someone they think is going to be a fit for the organization. When you get to college recruiting, timing, everything is always an issue. Uh, and so we look at we look at that and we look at the channel there we're probably most successful at is actually going to these different fairs. So we go to all different college fairs and look for people that are going to be good candidates for a fellowship program. So that goes, that's something in this area. We go to the, the Maryland, GW, American University, Georgetown College Fairs. Um, we also attend hackathons for the high school level and look for talented high school students. And so the Hack TJ, um, Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology hackathon is, of course, important. But one of the things we're discovering, and I think this is something that a lot of the area and, and we, we've seen is that you know a four-year degree is not necessarily something that is needed for some of the technical jobs. And so people that are, are spending their time applying uh, their time to the craft, especially with programming, can let, there's a lot of value that they can deliver regardless of whether they have a degree or not. And mm-hmm. so we don't put that down as a requirement mm-hmm. um, for many of these jobs. And so we're always looking for talented people regardless of their background, uh, educational or work. 
So that strategy that you just laid out appears to me to demonstrate that phone to action is reaching out to a more diverse pool of individuals. So through that strategy, are you also providing or are, through that strategy, are you creating access to skilled jobs to people who are typically underrepresented in tech? I think we definitely are, um, and that you know that that's a goal for sure. Mm-hmm. I think you know you always go in with blinders on. You're going and trying to find right. the best person for every role, but but that's an incredible benefit that we get out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At Phone to Action, do you guys talk much about the benefits of a diverse workforce and how it fuels innovation, it reduces risk, it just creates more ideas? Do you guys talk about that much? Uh, we in your do, culture? and I think a lot of that echoes from our leadership. And so um, our COO, Jimena Hartstock, she, she's been she's an, a major advocate of diversity in the workplace and especially bringing in um, she's an international uh, so she brings in that perspective as well and so you know I find it very refreshing it, 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 it lets me reset and think about these things and think about things that I may not have in kind of my traditional career going through corporation to corporation mm-hmm. have thought about or put in the forefront um, she does and it often gets me thinking about that as well but it really it really does add to the to, to the workplace and adds to the conversation particularly as we deal with you know we're, we're, you know we're not a political company but we're a company that builds software for politics and and so it's really interesting to get perspectives from people that are not all U.S. citizens on how they use the software or the U.S. political process. And that's incredibly refreshing, actually, to look at it from the outside in. I mean, here I look at the Washington Post every day. I'm, I'm immersed in the news. So it's very beneficial to me to kind of hear this different perspective. Um, now I'm going to ask Walia a couple of questions. Tell us a little bit about the fellowship program. What is it and what are the components? Okay. So basically, the fellowship program is comprised of undergraduate students, high school students, people who are figuring out their careers or people who have already been heavily involved in their careers. So the main purpose of it is value out of the fellows, but the fellows to get values out of us, too. So it's a two way streak. Um, We don't treat our fellows as if, you know, this is just like an internship. Okay, go get coffee, go copy some papers. We want them to really be involved in the company and um, give us their skill sets. And we provide we help them with things that they need to work on as well. So what type of departments at Phone to Action have fellows? You know, so if you could explain that to me a little bit. Okay, so almost every department that Phone to Action has has fellows. So the operations team, that's the team that I'm involved in, and we usually have at least one or two fellows. The customer success team, the product team, the engineering team, the sales team, and marketing team. This year, the marketing team does not have a fellow, but usually each department has a fellow. Mm -hmm. And, Walia, you were a fellow last year, right, in the operations team? Yes. And you had a great experience. What what did you learn through your fellowship at Phone to Action? Um, When I first got into the fellowship, my supervisor, which was Brittany, she's the head of the operations team, she asked me, like, what was my goal and what did I want to learn? And I told her that I wanted to learn the inside and outside of a business. And she provided me with the tools and necessary skill sets to learn just that, her and Hamina. Um, I was able to learn, like, how to properly treat clients, like, what to give, like, branding, how to run an office, like, things that are important, things to pay, it's, like, very close attention to. And um, me being a minority, it was very 
it was a very eye-opening experience and them being able to provide me with anything that I asked for, anything that I needed. And they didn't just treat me like I was an intern. They treated me like I was a full-time employee. And I actually sit with the COO, which is Hamina Hartstock, which is an opportunity that a lot of people don't have. So I learned a lot and I love the company. It's very diverse. And I, everybody's like pretty nice within Hamina and Jeb and all the managers try to hire people who are willing to, you know, involve themselves in the type of environment that we have because it's an unusual environment I would say you won't see it in like most workforces. I'm so glad you mentioned Jimena, your CEO, Jimena Hartstock. <laughs> she is really one of a kind mm-hmm. um, and uh, many uh, leaders should follow her suit. It is extremely unusual for um, a fellow that in my experience to have that sort of camaraderie and professional relationship with the senior leadership. So I can only imagine just how much you're learning day to day. Yes. <laughs> and how much she's learning from you. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And Hamina, um, like Hamina, Brittany and Jen, those are the people I work with. Jennifer Leo is the chief of staff. Brittany, like I mentioned, is the head of operations. And, you know, Hamina is the CEO. And they um, help me with anything that I need, any assistance. If I need to, you know, step out for a little second, they allow me to. They allow me to ask questions on anything that I need, connect with other people within the departments. It's really a big help. That's great. Wow, that's really impressive. How do the fellows describe their experience? So you said, I think you have about 25 fellows. Yes. Um, How do they describe it? Um, Everyone is like very much appreciative of the fellowship. A lot of the times the fellows end up being like full-time employees and they're able to learn a lot. They're able to touch in things that the teams have already been working on even before they came to work on projects that they want to learn. And this year we have a mentorship program within the fellowship program. So they're able to connect with people outside of their like managers and the teams that Mm. they're working with to like touch on other skill sets and things that they want to learn from. Good. So learn a little bit about another functional area. Yeah. And so is there a final project that everybody works on and then presents at the end of their program? We have a graduation and each fellow is able to present something that they've been working on. So like for an example, last year we had some high school students present a map that they actually built themselves and guests are able to come and see what people have been working on. I worked on a project that was at a security risk, so everybody couldn't know my project. I wasn't able to present it. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's like how much trust Hamina has in me and Brittany. They distill in me so that like they really trust me. And that's the reason why, you know, I'm sitting with Hamina. Right. And now you are leading. Yes. Now I'm leading. You're the senior fellow Mm -hmm. leading this fellowship program. Congratulations. Thank you so much. That is awesome. So, Andy, what advice would you give small businesses who are finding it really challenging to find skilled talent? I mean, you got to think out of the box. You can't just rely on these top three channels if that's where everyone's going. We talked about, you know, employee referrals and uh, social platforms like LinkedIn and ZipRecruiter. Right, right. Um, Yeah, you definitely can't rely on kind of the old traditional channels Mm -hmm. and you have to get pretty creative about the process. I thought your stat was very interesting about how companies weren't really using the college recruiting function. And I think a lot of that has to do with right now you can't say I can predict the demand for my company that in May of next year, I'm ready to hire this many employees. Uh, so it makes it much harder to follow the traditional hiring mm-hmm. um, lines. You need that, to hire all year long. You need to hire all year long. And so for that, that's why we really rely on the fellowship program. The fellowship program is, is really important because we're able to identify talent you know, kind of early. Um, mm-hmm. So our fellows vary from high school students all the way through uh, master's students and, and then beyond. So we're looking more and more bringing people in that are career switchers and others. It offers a really good 
opportunity there to identify people that give them the chance to work, give them the chance to give them some skills, just like Walia was was outlining about the benefits to the to the to the uh, to the fellow, but it also to the company in addition to getting the work on a valuable project. And we do really do uh, look for valuable projects for everybody. Right. To so contribute the company to. is getting value from these projects. Yeah, You're getting absolutely. work done that yeah. you needed to get done. Yeah. Anyway, there is no busy work or getting coffee. We're always looking for projects that add value, and and so that you know that can be a challenge at times. And so we do really you know well Leah was outlining that a certain department only had one fellow this year because they decided they didn't have an appropriate project to bring one on. Uh, everyone would like to have a lot of people around, but you want to make sure the project's valuable for everybody. So we look at that as an opportunity to bring people in, but then it's also a chance for that person to get to know working at Foundation. And so those bonds start to, to, to get created mm-hmm. there. And so not everybody's a perfect fit, just like any hiring cycle. We find the people that are the right people, the people that that, that choose us as well. Right. And um, we've also had a really great, uh, t- uh, done a really good job at converting these people into full-time employees. And so um, on my team last year, I had two fellows that started both before the summer, and they, they were fellows throughout the entire summer. And both of them graduated into working part-time in the fall while they were still in school. And then both of them actually were able to give full-time offers and are now full-time employees uh, in my the user experience and visual design team. Amazing. So yeah. this fellowship program has been proven out. Absolutely. Um, and it, it sounds like it turns into jobs. It turns into whether jobs. Whether they're at Phone to Action or maybe other places. Yeah, if you think about a college student or, or a young person trying to get experience right now, it's a challenge. Uh, and so you, you can't get the job without experience. Yeah, and so, it's like the chicken and the egg. The chicken and the egg. And so we do work really hard at identifying talent early, all the way right down to the high school level. We engage with hackathons at the high school level. Mm. And so the Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology has a hackathon called Hack TJ. It's open not just to TJ students, but also um, students from outside that program. And we're, uh, we engage with them. They we, we pick winners out of the competition. We're judges. And we invite the, oh, the top okay. three teams. We invite the uh, participants of the top three teams to join our fellowship program for the summer. And so this And so how summer, many participants is that usually? Like, are there, if it's, there's it's, teams, it's, it's, there's... It's between six to 10 that actually are able, the timing's able to work, that they okay. accept their offers. So there's up to like 12 to 15 students are able to, are actually in the winning groups. But then about, about between six to 10 are able to accept the offers. I think we have 10 this summer. Yeah, we have um, that are Yeah, that are so joining. So they jump, they find this a really compelling offer. Right, right. Okay. And, the and map, do you pay these we, Oh yeah, they get okay. paid very well, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so um, it is a, it's an excellent program. So they're getting paid. That's part of the treating them like professionals. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't we don't discount their salaries. They get treated um, uh, very well, and and so that's really important. I think it mm-hmm. established that, that establishes kind of that like there's an expectation on them that they're being paid um, a, a very fair wage, and and that they're going to deliver as well. And so they take it seriously, mm-hmm. and they put their time in, and um, they work hard. And do some of these fellows, Walea, come from other areas outside of? Uh, Northern Virginia, D.C., Maryland? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, Last year in my fellowship, I was the only, like, one of the only ones from D.C. Um, A lot of the times we have students from Stanford, California. We have um, students that range from different, you know, places in the United States. I don't think we, do we have international students? I think we have students that are international, but, but, yeah, but studying but in the United here, States. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I've, I've had, um, I've had several MS students that, uh, that are international. Um, my, my fellow this year is from Caltech. And so they're, they're they come from all over. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a really good school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Andy, what are like some of the other benefits of being a fellow? If you're a young adult and you become a fellow, you know, it's not just the work experience that's really valuable. Are there other 
things that sure. your fellows find valuable in the overall experience. Yeah, I like to say that they're they're you know they're also interviewing us uh, as well about 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 phone actions fit, but then also just understanding the area. Um, so you know one of the things is we're trying to attract this talent that's from across the country to come to Washington D.C. Um, as a place to work. Uh, so so you know we're right in Roslyn, um, so we're right across the river from D.C. Our, our employees pretty uh, split between Virginia, D.C., and Maryland, and so we really we're also kind of auditioning the the, the D.C. area as a place to live and a place to come mm-hmm. to, to work and establish your career. And so bringing tech talent and, and other uh, talent to this area is one of the things that we, we see as our mission. Well, this Phone to Action Fellowship program sounds like it's just really a fantastic experience for students, whether they're in high school or in community college or in colleges, to participate in and get some workforce ex- uh, ex- workplace experience and um, in all different types of roles. And I've really enjoyed learning about it. And I would like to just say for our audience today, if any of you are interested in learning more about the Phone to Action Fellowship Program, please go to phonetoaction.com and check it out. You'll even see some blogs from the different fellows describing their experience. Um, so, so check it out, and maybe you might be interested in applying for the next uh, summer program. But while we're going to wrap up here soon, but I always like to ask my guests a question about how they see the outlook for the future of work. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's changing so much. I mean... I've been working for 30 years. When I started, we barely had email, um, and it's just changed so much uh, with the digital um, advances that we've seen in technology. I enjoy working now more because I get more done. I can consume more content. I can communicate with more people. So when I think about the future of work, I think it's more connected, uh, more collaborative, more flexible. I also think I work a lot more hours. But, <laughs> but you know, so how, would, how do you describe the future of work. What do you, what do you think? There's um, no right or wrong answer, <laughs> Walea. Um, for me, I think that the future of work would revolve, no matter what um, field that you're in, will be revolved around tech, no matter what field you're in. And I also think that it would like be way more diverse. I think people will come to understand the many people that are needed within a workplace and within each department. So like for Andy, he's the head of product, but he can't be the only person within product. There's, there's a lot of people who add on to, you know, our product at phone to action. And even in any field, there should always be a lot of people within one department so that there's not only one perspective being added to um, the ideas and there's other perspectives and that everybody, you know, is able to be involved in this work so that there is, you know, a great outcome with it. So I think the future of work revolves around technology and diversity for me. Great answer. How about you, Andy? Well, she's she's taken all the good answers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, has, uh, she absolutely has, though. Um, no, thinking about it a little, and and I, I had a similar experience to you, kind of starting back, and, and email was just a thing back then. Um, I think right now the people are looking a lot more at their jobs and and looking for jobs that they feel like they can make a difference. I, so I interview lots of people, and it's like echoed in every single interview. Um, why are you looking? Why are you looking at phone to action? Why are you doing these things? And almost everybody is saying like, I I, I want a job, but I also want something that means something, mm-hmm. and, and then I can really make a difference. And so I think there, now more than ever, people can do jobs uh, that, that they feel like they can make a difference. They can see the outcome of, of, of their work. I think the software industry is particularly impressive because you can actually see your product being created. You can see it improving. You can see your customers um, getting the benefits from it. But it comes back down to like, you need to be you know enriched and you need to be happy about your work. And I think personal satisfaction with work is, is kind of 
one of the biggest things that's changing. People mm-hmm. are looking at that as a major driver for, for making a choice. And um, in the day, it was you know a, a steady salary. Well, people want that, of course, but they want something more. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're looking more than 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 just I want you know this many years in a particular job. Right. And it, I think that is something that's changing and that is going to continue to change. That sense of purpose is so important for an employee to have. In, connected with the the place where they're working, right? And yeah, I, I, I think that we're seeing more and more of that. I want to thank you both for joining the thank workforce you. show thank today. Yeah, I really enjoyed speaking with you guys, and um, I hope you have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the workforce show. This interview and others can be found at wera.fm or at careercentralonline.com. Thank you for listening. Until the next time.